0: Welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures: Stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And I want to um, welcome you to this episode. We have uh, one of my most favorite guests of all. We've been waiting a while to have her here. Um, she's my sister, um, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we just love her so much. Um, she's born in West Valley and currently still lives there um, and has been married to her sweetheart for five years. Five, yeah. Mm, five years. It's crazy to think
1: it's been five Yeah. Years. We've been together for 10, so it feels like forever, but <laughs> I'm still in my 20s, so that's why it feels like forever. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Um, and then she is a photo and video content creator for a beauty company, and also a social social media <laughs> social media, which manager. is a thing that we don't use in the mountains very often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so I'm also a social media manager, um, which means that I oversee Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. For a couple uh, beauty brands, essentially. So, yeah, overseeing all that and the content creation that's involved. Nice. And you said in your free time, just a
0: fun thing about you in your free time, you love setting up stylized shoots and waking up for sunrise to do crazy, beautiful photographs. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like this, I didn't know you can, like, is this like your main hobby, do you feel like? I I know you guys do amazing photography, you and your husband.
1: Um, So yeah, my husband is a cinematographer and he was one before I met him. So he loves to film anything and everything that is essentially beautiful places in Utah is where we live right now. And so we'll spend our weekends getting up before the sunrise, hiking or visiting a location um, before any people are there and photographing and filming. And sometimes he'll have me kind of be in the photos, and sometimes we'll just photograph landscapes and things like that. But, um, yeah, essentially his kind of passion became my passion because of that, which is really fun. Well, you're his model, I think, for most of the photos. Yeah, I
0: do model for a lot of his photos as well. (laughs) I have to throw a plug out here. Um, The person, the image on Mountain Mama Misadventures is actually Christine. I love it. I'm with yeah. your back uh, to us, and your arms are up in the air. And do you? I don't yeah, know the you, image for this podcast.
1: The the image for our
0: actual podcast cover. Do you remember where that was? That or? was.
1: It was a long time ago, actually. Um, it was probably about seven years ago. He we were really young at the time, um, and it was in Park City. On a hike at the top of a peak somewhere in Park City. I don't know the exact no location. Way. That's but that's where in it is. Utah? Yes, it is, so it is here in Utah.
0: Like, I feel like it was somewhere like in the East Coast or something. It's just so green and
1: rich. <laughs> that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, very beautiful. And it was just right in our backyard. Oh, that's so cool. Because we have it on our website too. So,
0: Aww.
1: and also, do you still have the Instagram just for your dog?
0: Yes, I do.
1: (laughs) I don't post very often on there, but I I need to get, I need to hop back on and do some more of her. I have a King Charles Spaniel who I'm obsessed with. And so I made her, her very own Instagram and I tend to talk in, um, her, like from her perspective,
0: (laughs) first person, so.
1: so yeah. Do you want to throw her Instagram out there I mean, if anyone wants to check it sure, out? it's if you It's fun if you love Cavaliers, too. I know there's a lot of fans. Um, her name is Pippa, P-I-P-P-A, and then Cav, C-A-V. So, at Pippa Cav on Instagram. Cav? What is Cav? Cavalier. Just short for Cavalier. Oh, right. Ah, I'm just a little slow on that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what I had to ask, because I know you've done so many photo shoots over not just Utah, but, like, East Coast, West Coast, all that, like what has been one of your, and international too, like what has been
1: one of your favorite shots that you've done or been? I think nationally, New England. We just went there last year and that was amazing. Vermont and Acadia National Park would be my favorites. Sunrise in Acadia National Park, you can never go wrong because it's the first place the whole country essentially sees a sunrise. So you get to see it over the ocean and it's beautiful um and then favorite international spot i would have to say iceland i do really love england um but i think iceland is such a unique location that that one has a special place in my heart um i really enjoy their black sand beaches and they have some cool stuff england the cotswolds you can never go wrong that would be my place there well and, and didn't you say when you were in iceland because i
0: haven't been but That it was basically like, oh, there's another waterfall because there's just so many gorgeous (laughs) waterfalls where you're like, uh, uh, eventually you kind of get to be like, oh, there's another one.
1: Yes. So we um, drove the whole country. We did a big circle around the edge and um, it took us about nine days. And every single place, uh, I felt like every turn you saw, there's another waterfall, there's another one, there's so many that I think a lot of them weren't even named Cause there was so many all over the place, big ones, small ones, and no one would be around some of them. Cause there was just tons, and they were just kind of all over the place. That is <laughs> There's crazy. obviously the touristy waterfalls on the west of Iceland, but when we drove around the whole country, we saw a ton that were just right off the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, like here in
0: Utah fun. in the desert, they're all amazing and highly cherished. So yes, that's so neat. <laughs> ah, <Yes>. How cool. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I wanted to hear some of your thoughts because I just know that that's such a good, such an empowering, um, yeah, just a passion of yours that you've had. Um, So you had a few, a couple stories you wanted to share with us today. Um, The first one you said was um, when you were in Washington. Yeah. On looking for some beautiful photos. So,
1: yeah. So um, my husband and I are always looking for places we can go for sunrises specifically um that would make amazing photos. And we had found a place in Washington up um in the northern part of it and it was called Vance Creek Bridge and um I really wanted to go. I had a few friends who had gone and take took gorgeous photos there. Um but the more I researched it, the more I learned it wasn't necessarily allowed. Like, people weren't really necessarily <laughs> supposed to go there. Um, and you'd get fined, a fairly large fine. I want to say $500 if you go. And, like if um, you were, like, caught on the property. If here. you were caught. Yeah, and it's because. It's very important that the difference is, like, whether you're caught or whether True. you're just. There,
0: like, how well it's being patrolled. And and, this, and then, yeah. how far away are you like, is the vantage point then, like, from the legal perspective or, like...
1: Um, I mean, as long as you're on the road, it's fine. There are signs. So you, you drive up on the road and it's in a neighborhood and there's no service up there. Um, and so um, you're kind of at the mercy of just your instincts of what to do because you can't really look up anything when you're up there. But um, it's very obvious if you park your car there... Um, so I'm actually surprised we didn't get caught. We, I genuinely was just saying little mini prayers the whole time <laughs> and feeling extremely anxious. Um, because if you park, you have to park your car and you just pull over on the side of the road and there's a ton of signs all over the place. And so it's not, you know, it's pretty obvious that you're not supposed to pass the signs. Um, and so we just decided we'll be really fast. We're just going to pass the sign, and we're just going to run over and take a quick pic on the bridge. Um, and we'd seen a million people do it, and unfortunately, I am 100% a sheep, and I will follow everyone else who does something. And so my my <laughs> excuse was, well, everyone else has done this, and I wanted, I just want to try it out. So, um, of course, I wouldn't recommend it. It is, uh, gen- like, we shouldn't have done it. But um, we... We pass the signs, and we get up to the bridge, and it's massive. I think it was built in the 50s um, or so, or maybe that's when it went out of service. I used to know the history on it, but it's been out of service for at least 20 years, so I don't think it went out of service that long ago, um, but long enough where it's not being actively used by any train tracks. So it's meant for trains to go through, um, and it's a lumber. It's oh, okay. an area for lumber. So I'm sure, yeah that's what it's used for, for trains to kind of cross this massive, massive, uh, canyon kind of goalie. I don't know the correct word for it, but a huge, huge, um, cut in the valley, um, where this huge, uh, yeah, essentially this massive bridge goes over. So we get to the bridge and what they had done is they had, uh, wrapped barbed wire around Wait, the I have beginning. to say, like, getting to the bridge. Wasn't there a little bit more to getting to the bridge? or was There that- is. So that's... You're getting a little ahead of the story. Okay. Sorry, so sorry. we... No, you're fine. So we get to the bridge, and there's barbed wire wrapped all around it. And um, you can't... It, at one time, it connected with the ground, but now it's... Uh, they'd cut away at it, so you'd have to... Um, somehow hoist yourself up about 15 feet to get onto the bridge and oh, so they wow. wrapped barbed wire all around <laughs> these cement columns that are holding up the bridge um and you could see someone had tied a rope for people to jump up and do a little parkour on the cement wall and grab the rope and hoist themselves up but I just didn't have the upper body strength we tried it a couple times um And the barbed wire had kind of fallen on one side, so we had tried to get up this one spot, but I couldn't get up no matter what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, unfortunately, we were not able to get up that way, so we (laughs) rushed back to our car um, because we didn't want to get a ticket, and I was terrified we'd get a piece of paper (laughs) on our windshield or something. So we rushed back over to our car um, because I was afraid we'd get a ticket, and kind of sat down and thought, well, are we going to do this? Because I can't get up onto the bridge. Um, And so we, (laughs) um, even though we didn't have service, we could still pull up on our GPS, kind of an idea of how to get to the bridge um, another way on the opposite end of the bridge, which means we'd have to go through, um, essentially, I didn't know how long at the time, but I thought at least an hour around. And so we left the car. I think we did try to, we reparked it in a little bit more of a hidden area um, because we knew we'd be gone longer, but our plan was, okay, Christine can't get up on the bridge. Um, (laughs) My triceps are not (laughs) as, you know, as strong as I'd like them to be. I'm not as strong. Um, So I couldn't get up. And so we thought we will cross to the bridge on the other side and then walk across the entire length of the bridge and come down. Because um, the way that most people do it, it's about a 10-minute walk. It's really close to the car. So um, we thought, we'll just do that. So we spent the next two to three, it might have even been four hours. I try to push it out of my memory, um, (laughs) the pain that we went through and suffering for Mm -hmm. it. But Mm -hmm. it was a Saturday this day, and so no employees were in the area. But you could tell that it was still an active area for lumber. And there was still clearly things going on in the area. So I did have the fear that we would get caught by someone who, you know, was working in that area. But fortunately, we didn't see a single person. (laughs) Um, And so we just went around this back way. And essentially, I kept telling myself what kept me going was um, I had seen a friend of mine take a photo from the other side of the bridge. And I was convinced that she had gone around the other side so I kept telling myself and I want to say it was three to four hours I remember it was enough time where it kind of got a little dangerous we didn't have water with us we were just kind of we just assumed we could do it really fast we did yeah. go off kind of we went all over the place trying to find the bridge um and so we definitely walked in random directions had to backtrack. Um, and how could you find, cause it's like Washington's like a jungle, like how, yeah, this part of Washington, um, was more bushy and, um, it wasn't too bad. It was, mm-hmm. it was more kind of a drier part. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which meant we were sweating a lot and we were extremely hot, but, um, fortunately it wasn't too much of a jungle where we were, um, in this particular area but uh we kept going up and around and kept looking at our phone trying to figure it out i mean anyone who's been out of service and tried to pull up gps knows that you can kind of stitch things together if you're lucky maybe it'll show you maybe it won't um and so we end up bushwhacking um so much so that i finally realized people don't do this like we're we're not (laughs) on a trail that people ever go on or if they do they're coming through once every couple weeks, like very few, because we were um, at some points just like pushing cobwebs out of our faces, having branches scratching our arms and bugs all over. And I tried to follow a very specific pair of Converse shoes that I'd seen in the mud, and then they somehow disappeared. And so we that were... person died. They, or they turned around, realizing it was crazy. Um, And so, Howard, enough time where you're just essentially like, we might as well just keep going because at this point, it's going to take us two hours to get back to the car. And I remembered thinking we were getting so hot and so desperate that I was thinking I can't call. I can't call anyone because we don't have service. I'm picturing myself getting, being on the news that night in a helicopter, like getting life lighted out. Um, it did get a little concerning. And so we we did end up going in all these different directions um, and we couldn't find it. And eventually we did fortunately stumble upon the bridge, but it took us so long that by the time we got there, we were exhausted and stressed and moody. And I thought for sure we have a ticket now. And I kept thinking <laughs> at least my friend knows my struggle. So I'm not alone because um, I know she she took a picture on the side of the bridge. So I know that she did this crazy thing that I'll never, ever, ever do again. And I told that, To my husband, um, that we better take a lot of good photos because I'll never (laughs) do this again. And What did it look like on the other side to paint the picture? Yeah, so on the other side of the bridge, it was just uh, more dense with trees. And so um, you could, you kind of, that's why we missed it actually was because it was so dense. There wasn't even a pathway to the bridge. You'd think there'd be some pathway from years ago But it felt almost like the bridge had just fallen from the sky in the middle of nowhere because there was no pathway at all. And so we kept passing the bridge, actually, because it was so covered in um, just, you know, foliage. foliage. Was it like a wooden bridge, a metal bridge? Yeah, so it was a wooden bridge held up by metal structure with large wooden panels. Um, And so I don't know how high it was, but I want to say... I know. I want to say it was four hundred or five hundred feet. It was enough. It was enough for when you were standing. I'm not afraid of heights, but it was enough for when I was standing on there. I was shaky the whole time uh-huh. because it was so high, and I kept thinking if a breeze comes or if I trip on something, <laughs> I'm gonna just fall to my death. It was high enough where I I would be positive you would die if you fell off of it, um, which is why I think that they don't want people up there. <laughs> Um, For obvious reasons, uh, for liability. (laughs) So we take a lot of pictures, do some video. We are feeling really stressed about being at this spot. So we didn't stay very long, but um, we were up there for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we were like, hey, we're going to walk across the bridge because we got to get back to the car. And there's no way in hell I'm walking four hours <laughs> I was back say. through the bushes <laughs> to get back to the car. So um, I was convinced we had to figure out how to cross this bridge. And I thought, I'll just jump down. You know, it's not a huge deal. I can't pull myself up 15 feet, but I can jump 15 feet, you know, oh. with Luke's help, obviously. <laughs> um, and we get to the end of the bridge. Was it like a swaying bridge or was it like... No. Okay. It was very... It was... Yeah, it was very like structured. like six foot gaps you had to jump over or anything. No, but um, at the end of the bridge, what they've done, because so many teenagers and who knows who were doing the way I did where it's a 10 minute walk, they had taken out the wood panels on the bridge at the very end of the bridge. And at this point, now that we're doing this podcast, I don't even know if it's possible to get up on there anymore from either side. Because um, you could clearly tell they were actively trying to take down all the wood from the bridge. That's so, so you scary. couldn't actually get onto well, it. Because they don't want people on there in the first place. Know, yeah, that's so scary. they'd rather have you fall 15 feet, I guess, <laughs> or 20 feet than 500 or whatever, because it gets very steep very fast. So at the edge, it's just metal um, and no wooden slabs to hold on to stand on. Uh-huh. And so. Um, we realize we get to the edge and same thing. I was like, I'm just, we have to go. If this takes us 30 minutes to cross this small piece of like bridge, it's worth it. Then going back four hours. And so we just told each other, we'll just take our time and just um, <laughs> hope and pray that no one falls to their death. So I remember I'm again, I'm not afraid of heights, but it was so high up that anyone would be. And I put my hands up against each side of my eyes, kind of like blinders on a horse, and just looked at the metal right in front of my feet. How wide was it? It was like a balance beam. It was not very like wide Like six inches? All. It was kind like, of like one foot, one foot, one foot. Like, like the width to... of your foot. Like yes. Like the width of a foot. Yes. Maybe a God. little bit more, but it was enough where I was petrified. And I don't know if I've ever been that scared in my life.
0: Did you have um,
1: anything to hold on with your hands? No, because it's just the bridge, the metal. Yeah, just the steel or whatever. Because oh um, they took out all the wood. So there's nothing to hold on to. There was no trees around that I could grab onto, And this was probably the last 25 feet of the bridge. Whoa. Um, we're like this. Feet. Yeah, yes. maybe 20. But it, it was enough time where um, I, I felt like it took at least 15 minutes just to cross. Because it took a while to just take our time and make sure we were being safe. Which, how safe can you be up that high? Um, <laughs> and praying
0: for no cross And breezes praying for no, and, yeah.
1: Oh and no God. startles. I didn't want Luke to, you know, I couldn't even look at him because I didn't want him to, because looking at him scared me too much. And I didn't want to hear anything. I didn't want to see anything. I just wanted to look straight ahead. And so I remember just foot over foot over foot um, just taking my time with my hands on my face, looking straight ahead. I did hum something to help the anxiety. I'm sure I hummed some 90s like, band or something in my head <laughs> while I crossed. Um, and eventually we did get to the other side, and um, I had to use the rope that was there to shimmy my way down and avoid the barbed wire spikes uh, that had been around it. <laughs> and I think Luke essentially had to kind of reach up too. And if I, if I jumped off the rope, it was still kind of far. So I think I had to kind of jump into him a little bit. And he was able to grab me. Um, but we were very shooken up after it. No fatalities um, afterwards. <laughs> but it was so stressful. We get back to the car. Thank goodness there was no ticket. I honestly felt like Whoa! it was a miracle. Because we had been gone <laughs> for five hours at this point. Um, four to five hours. And we get home. And a couple years pass by, and we always talk about this crazy trip that we did to this bridge. And um, one of these days, I said, "Let's pull up the photos. I want to share some on social media because it's been enough time for me to process what <laughs> happened emotionally <laughs> and mentally. So I can, sh- I'm okay sharing this now. And unfortunately, um, we lost all the photos no! <laughs> and the video taken on the bridge. Um, I have my cell phone photos, but um, everything that my husband took, unfortunately, on his camera are gone because at the time he had some bad hard drive or something where he just lost it all. And now we're smarter and we always back up everything and we're, we're extra, extra careful now. But at the time, we just didn't think this sort of thing happened where your hard drive has problems. So we lost every photo and I'm still still um i guess just i i don't know but her i don't know what the right word is still just cranky about the whole thing Because I suffered so much more for those photos than anything we've ever done, <laughs> and we didn't even get to <laughs> to, so, vote, to share them or anything. So did your friend? Did your friend oh me? oh yeah, we had we had to know. That's like. true. that's the that's the bonus. So I messaged my friend afterwards and I said, it was so crazy, and I kept telling myself, you did this, so I can do it too. <laughs> and she messages me back and said, oh, I never went that way. Of course. I went the 15-minute way and crossed the bridge and took a picture and walked back. And so yeah. I genuinely don't know a single soul that's done the way we did. And I don't think anyone would be that crazy. And I will never do it again. It was such a horrible, horrible experience. And it was just the worst. So it's
0: like kidnappers and murderers go that way. I know.
1: And no service. Yeah. So anyways, that's the kicker. She didn't even go that way. My one like hold on, like the thing that just kept me going wasn't even real. So at, le- at least it helped you, like, so you didn't like hurt yourself too much. I don't know. I know. I mean, like, oh, honestly, I this whole situation it was Jewish. dumb. It we're so dumb. Painful. Yeah, we're we're just mm-hmm. early twenty year olds being dumb. But
0: yeah, oh, we've all been no there. One,
1: no one <laughs> got hurt. Everyone was okay. Oh
0: my word! We have all been. <laughs> there. Well,
1: so you're awesome.
0: Christine. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us today. Um, she is incredible. Did you want to tell anyone your social media? I mean, if
1: anyone wants, um, we are trying to get back into it. We've with COVID and everything, we kind of haven't posted a ton recently, but, um, I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, of taking more photos and doing more things. So if you want to, it's at Christine E Porter. So it's with a K K R I S T I N E E. P O R T E R, so a little extra E in there. Christine E Porter on Instagram. Um, and lots of stuff to come. We actually are going to be posting a ton really soon. So, yeah, I'm excited. More of and our crazy photos. adventures. I have to say, your photos are amazing. They are Thank amazing. Stunning. <laughs> they really are. They're Thank you. Out of this world. Some of them are wild to get, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember that when you see the gorgeous photos. You have no idea how many blisters got the people Yes. There. <laughs> Lost toenails, scratches, yeah. Lost losing faith in yourself. <laughs> mentally.
0: PTSD, PTSD. as a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's too
1: funny.
0: All right, well, to hear more fun and inspiring stories from women like Christine, don't forget to click the subscribe button. Get them directly to your device every week. Also, help us empower more women to adventure by adding a five-star review and share it with your friends and family. This makes it easier for ladies to find the podcast. And you can check out our website at mtmamas.org. And that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time.
1: And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.